Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for this new day and this new work week ahead. We thank you for this gift of life that you have brought us into this new day and this new week. This is the day that you have made. And your word says that you pour all your benefits into it every single day that you make. And you have placed us in that day. And you have plans for us, Lord. And your word says that those plans are to prosper us and give us an expected end and not put us in harm's way. We thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you that you go before us. You flatten every ground there. You break down every bronze gate that will not open. You open up all avenues, Lord. When we let you lead, when we ask for your direction, when we acknowledge your presence, when we involve you in every circumstance there. And so, Lord, as we begin our day today, and we begin our week ahead, we acknowledge your presence here. We ask you to come in, Lord, step in. We surrender our body, our soul, our spirit, all our faculties we bring under your control. We seek your advice, we seek your guidance, we seek your understanding, Lord, we need not on our own. We ask you to direct our thoughts, our words, our path, our prayer. Strategic direction, Father, is what we ask of you. So that you guide us in every decision that we must make. You guide us in every path we must choose. You guide us in every word we speak and every action we take. And we thank you, Father, that you call each of us by name to be here with you. And you pour your peace and joy into our hearts. That no matter the problems we are carried over the weekend from our previous week into this one. You are here. You are with us and you are for us, so nothing can stand up against us and prevail. We come with that belief, Father. And we share that same peace and joy with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and those that have no one to pray for them. We share it also, Lord, with all those that are Christians and do not personally know you yet. And all those that do not want to know you have turned away from you. We ask for a quickening in their spirit, Father. That their eyes be opened to see their truth, your truth. By your spirit. And that truth sets them free. In the name of Jesus. So as we make our prayer, our reflection this morning, Lord, we call on your name name of the one who is the lifter of men, the one who always completes every good work he has started in us, the one who makes the parched land a pool of water and the thirsty land springs of water, no matter how dry and thirsty that circumstance in our life looks, the one who blots out our transgressions, our sins he remembers no more. He is the one who teaches us to profit, to grow, from where we are at, he picks us out of that pit and raises us up. The preserver of men. We thank you, Father. We pray in the name of your son, Jesus. The one through whom we have achieved our salvation. The one who paid the price 
atonement for our sins that the accuser no longer can point a finger when we come and are covered under the blood of Jesus. The one who is the door, the sheep gate, the way, the truth and the life. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of light and life, the spirit of truth that makes that revelation, the word real and become flesh for us. The Lord who in the midst of his people is mighty and he does only mighty and wondrous things. He is the father of all spirits, the seal of the age to come. The one who has made his tabernacle within us and now gives life to our mortal body. Lord, we thank you that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. That recipe for creation out of every situation of chaos, confusion and limitation. Just like in Genesis 1. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of prayer. That we are able to bring that word and put that recipe into action. That we are able to involve you, legally authorize you to step into any situation here on earth and take over. When we have surrendered it all to you. When we have come to the end of ourselves. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with every resource that we need, not only in order to survive, but to live in abundance and to walk towards dominion. You give us the secrets, the revelations in your word. You give us angels and destiny helpers to help us. You have given us family and friends, Lord, you establish the work of our hands. You provide food on our table, shelter over our heads. You have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies and every physical provision out of the abundance, the richness that you have, not which we deserve, but you give freely, Lord. We thank you. As we make our prayer and reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make, and every person that is part of this prayer meeting every member of every family that is part of this prayer group, in Christians everywhere, Lord, by the precious blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disaster. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption for these, Lord, your people that we raise at your altar this day in the mighty, unmatched and all-powerful name of Jesus, at which every knee must bow and must make way. We thank you, Father. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, 10 and 11 that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it, without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word, our words, each of us, that goes out of our mouths this day. It will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we sent it, when we send it in faith, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of life on our tongue. Thank you, Jesus. Yesterday we reflected on birthright and the question raised was, are you despising your birthright? 
Today, I'd like us to reflect on what is your perception of yourself? How do you see yourself? When storms hit, when challenges come, when problems seem to be pressing upon you. What is your self-image based on what the Bible says about you? That is what is important when you stand against any of these challenges and storms. Remember what Satan asked Jesus when he tempted him in the wilderness. He questioned the same understanding. He said, if you are the son of God, let's see what you know about yourself. You would be tested likewise. Let's take two examples from the Bible about how people perceived themselves in situations, two different situations. And let's look at the similarities then. In Numbers chapter 13, when Moses sent 12 spies, one from each of the tribes, to explore the land of Canaan. Now note there in Numbers 13 verse 3, it says, all of these all of them, the 12 spies, were leaders of the Israelites, of their respective tribes. So they had a position and they carried some image in the community. They carried some image about themselves as well when they said they were leaders. But when they went and explored the land of Canaan for 40 days, what was their report from exploration? They said there are giants there and we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we looked the same to them as well. Ten of the twelve said this. Only Joshua and Caleb thought it was a land that they could take. The difference in perception. In Numbers 14 verse 9, Joshua and Caleb were the two that said, the only two that said, we will devour them. They looked not on the big size of the problem, but this was their confidence on something that was bigger than the height of those giants. What a difference in perception of self-image. The others wanted to turn back and go to Egypt. The second example here is that of David. He was not a leader. These were leaders, remember. David was a shepherd who chanced upon the battlefield when his father sent him to deliver food to his three brothers that were fighting on the front with Saul. And when Goliath, a giant from the Philistine army, stepped forward, the Bible records that every time he stepped forward and challenged the Israelites, they fled in fear from their lines. But when David saw Goliath, his question was, and you see that in 1 Samuel 17 verse 26, his question was, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? You see again, when Goliath stood up, stepped forward, people on the front line, the, on the Israelite army fled. And look at the words that David used. 
a difference in perception. What did he know? What did Joshua and Caleb know that the others did not see about themselves and about their relationship with their God? And then David confidently suggested King Saul that he would go and fight and defeat Goliath. His suggestion was that he would go and fight. David was a short man. He suggested he would go and fight and defeat Goliath without even having military training. What did he know? Compare the two situations, the two types of people. Both types saw giants before them. And yet the perception was entirely different. One group thought of fleeing in fear in both situations. And then the other said, let's take control. Question here to you is, which of those do you identify with when a problem, a storm, a giant hits your life? Do you think like David, like Caleb? Or like the larger group of spies? Are you surrendering cheaply like Esau did yesterday? We saw yesterday, he surrendered only for a bowl of food, gave away everything. Are you surrendering cheaply? Just to pay your bills? Settling for enough to fill your stomach for today and then leave tomorrow to have a different battle? When God is saying to you, like he said to Isaac in Genesis 26, remember in Genesis 26, the Bible records there was a famine in the land, people were going away. And God said to Isaac, stay, sow in the land. And the rest recorded is that he reaped a hundredfold. What and who you are depending on is the question. Is it what a friend said when they said to you, I told you there is no chance, there is no hope? Is that what you are depending on? Or is it what God is saying about you? You need to press more into prayer. Remember Jesus said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, he was referring to the giant in your life. You can say to this mountain, be uprooted from here and be planted in the sea and it will obey. What are we missing? Or are we in alignment with what that word there says about us and what we can do? We need to press more into prayer. And time with God till we hear him clearly giving us instructions. We need to use spiritual intelligence and our relationship with God. What you know about him and what his word says about you. It's only when you understand that well, then that is when you know who you are. And when you step out in that confidence, 
then that's when everything around you starts to move in alignment. In both those examples in the Bible, we see the rest was history. The Israelite armies marched on and never looked back. David entered the battlefield, marginalized already, without armor, without weapons. Small man against the big giant. And yet the Bible records he defeated him. Everything starts to move in alignment. God is looking for that faith and that confidence that when you are questioned about yourself, you will say, just like Jesus said, when he was questioned by Satan in Matthew 4, it is written. This is what is written about me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that understanding of your word and what it says about us. That hunger to find out more about you, to know you more, but also to know ourselves more through the lens of what your word says about us. So that when we understand your covenanted love and blessings for those that are descendants in faith of Abraham, when we understand that you go with us and when we involve you in the battle, then we become the reporter and you take over the battle. When we understand what our faith can do as Jesus has taught us, then no giant looks big enough anymore. It depends on which angle we see it from. Father, we ask for that discernment, that direction, that understanding and that grace, that measure of faith in each of our lives, Lord. To boldly and confidently speak, it is written. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, Lord, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized this day will undergo any kind of procedures. We pray for, pray for all families that are facing division and any kind of separation. Lord, what you have joined together, even the associations that you have given us with, our teachers, our destiny help us. Let no man and no spirit divide. We pray, Lord, for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in our lives. And in some way, each of us are battling something or the other, Lord. Constantly. We ask for that grace, that strength. By the blood of Jesus, every yoke that refuses to go away, we declare it broken. We declare that chain broken by the blood of Jesus. Especially that of prayerlessness, that of busyness, that of ignorance, that of poverty. <clears throat> we pray, Father, against joblessness as well. We pray against barrenness in our lives, in our families, and in our professional circumstances as well. That every yoke of barrenness, joblessness be broken now 
in the name at which every knee must bow, the name of Jesus. Let that barrenness and joblessness bow as well. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families, Lord. Especially those that are not yet saved. Quicken them, Lord, that they might call on your name, that their eyes be turned towards you and let there be freedom in their lives as well, Father. Let them be brought into your kingdom. Father, we thank you that you have heard us that you always hear us. And as we raise our prayer together, making this a prayer of agreement with each other and with your Holy Spirit who prays on our behalf. We believe, Lord, that we have received an answer in the Spirit. We believe that that prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. We believe you will do it for us. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue in your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ya 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The scripture that was placed on my heart today is from Romans 8, 37. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture that was put on my heart while we were praying in tongues is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 2 to 4. And I'll read from the King James Version where it is written. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them has the light shined. Thou hast multiplied the nation and not increased the joy. They joy before thee according to the joy in harvest, and as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have two scriptures that has been that have been shared in the chat. The first one is from Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 14, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, Return, faithless people, declares the Lord, for I am your husband. I will choose you, one from a town and two from a clan, and bring you to Zion. And the second scripture is from Joshua 1, verse 9, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We are being blessed by these reflections, Brother Savio's powerful reflections, the Friday, Friday Bible teachings and our daily rosary and divine mercy sessions. Please share links with your families and friends, invite them to join. You can also post recordings that you want to share with people. They are stored on our YouTube channel and on our Spotify uh, page as well, podcast page. And they're also posted on our Facebook page. So you can use any of those platforms you like and share them with people that you want to bless. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great week ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank God you, Russell. Everyone. God bless everyone.